Today's guest is Micah Dank, the author of the book series Into the Rabbit Hole. Tonight we'll be discussing astrotheology and how it relates to the Bible and more. Micah, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, so let's jump right into it. How does astrotheology relate to the Bible? Well, very simple. I mean, it's not simple, but it is simple. Uh, The Bible is an astrology book. It's just encoded. Hmm. Whereas you can read one line specifically or read a set of information specifically, there's an undertone of astrology. I'm going to go over the 12 signs with you and what to look for in them. And then we're going to pick apart some Bible verses so that you can see them. But some questions that astrology can answer. The following are all astrology related. Hmm. How Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why is his birthday on December 25th. It's all astrology. It's all astrology. And you mentioned before that you're not religious, but like, do you have a, a working familiarity at all with the Bible? I would say probably the Old Testament is pre-Jesus and the New Testament is post-Jesus. Am I right? right. Or I'm during right. his time, yes. Right. Pre and during his time. Right. So I'm going to go over the 12 signs. So I'm going to teach you some stuff. Right. Okay. And the tidbits of information, are you, you're familiar with the Zodiac, right? Right, right. As far as I understand... I don't know if they call it the procession of equinox or whatever they call it, but I thought every certain thousands of years, 5,000 or 7,000 years that pass, the way that solar system shifts or something, whatever maybe you think you are, let's say if I'm a Gemini, but 5,000 years ago, I would really be a Taurus or, or the next No, one. that's not the case. None of that's that is not the true, case. The, I, no, the, what you're talking about procession of the equinoxes is – so the zodiac goes like this, but the procession means it's going backwards. Right. Okay. So if Capricorn's at the bottom and Cancer's on top, okay, then you're going this way. What that basically means is we're in the age of Aquarius now. The next, okay, the previous age was Pisces. Right. And then the previous age was Aries. And then the previous age was Taurus. Right. Okay. But we're going to go through the 12 signs real quick so I can give you a working understanding. And then and then just using literally what I tell you, mm-hmm. we're going to decode some information from the Bible. Awesome. I assume that Jesus' time occurred during the age of Pisces, and that's why the fish symbol? Correct. Right. That's kind of- Jesus fish, yeah. Right. That's why, I mean, that's the two fish. That's why he feeds the masses with the two fish. That's why you have the Jesus fish on the car. It's Pisces. It's all Piscean. Mm. All right. And then before then, in Aries was the Jews. We, and that Aries is the Jewish people. And that's the ram. That's why they blow the ram's horn to the sky. Mm. That's why they wipe the lamb's blood on the door um, in, the, in the Bible to make sure that God doesn't kill their firstborn and it's only the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. Even before then, before Aries, you have the Egyptians in Taurus. Mm. There's hieroglyphs of bulls with the horns and the sun in between it. I mean, they make it purely obvious for you that the sun was in Taurus. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I'll give you one to think about right now in the book of Exodus. Um, Moses goes to the top and he gets the 10 commandments and he comes down. Do you know what he sees them worshiping? Yeah. The bull, right? 
or a cow. The golden calf. Yeah. The go- no, it's the golden calf. So okay. people take that literally that it's they welded to these these nomads found welding equipment and they put they put all their gold together and then they basically made this giant ornery thing to worship. But it's the bull and it's the golden calf. Gold is the sun, calf is the bull. They were worshiping the age of Taurus. Mm. They're the people of Aries. They're the age of Aries. So Moses knows that they're worshiping the wrong time period. So he slams the tablets down. That's where you get the phrase lawbreaker. He broke the law. He was the first one to break the law. So that's where that comes from. Um, But basically, if we go through the signs, I like to start with Aquarius because that's basically like January. It starts our new year. Mm -hmm. In the Zodiac, the new year begins with Aries. Okay. But um, the first sign in Aquarius is, is the man with the water pitcher, right? Okay. The second sign is Pisces, which is the sign of the two fish in the water. We briefly went over that. Mm-hmm. Aries is the ram. In Aries, you have March 21st, okay, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day and a 12-hour night. Mm-hmm. It's also where they have every Nissan 14 in Aries. It's in Aries every time they have the Passover. The Jews celebrate the Passover. Or astrologically, it's the passing of over of the sun over the equator and on its way into the summer to the summer solstice to Mm. its height okay in christianity they change it a little bit it's no longer the passover but it's the resurrection of god's son they have easter in aries okay so it's two things but it's the same meaning um in taurus is the bull now you have to remember when back in the day when they st- when they went over all this kind of stuff, they did not have any um, clocks, calendars. They, they didn't have any of that. They didn't have smartwatches, nothing. They they had like a sundial. They could look at the sun, find out where it was. Look at a sundial. Um, they look at the stars. That's what they would do. Okay, you'd have to know when winter was coming so that you can hide, hibernate, whatever. You'd have to know when to plant. Otherwise, you're not going to get food at the end of the year. You know, you'd have to know when to plant. Otherwise, it's not going to grow. There were things you needed to do. And basically, astrology was just the calendar for that. So as above, so below. You've heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. When you see Taurus, when you see the bull in the sky, you have to put the plow on the bull on Earth. And you have to plow the land so that you can plant so that you can get uh, the fixins back in uh, Virgo and Libra. And I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Okay. But the next sign is Gemini, the twins. That's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. And I'm sure you know the story of Achilles. That's where, that's where that comes from. Hmm. Uh, incidentally, the sign of Aquarius uh, that's the story about Zeus. It's a, it's a Zeus story. And I'll get into that a little bit later if you're interested, but it's not really important right now. Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. It goes like this, right? The reason it's a crab and it goes like this is because the sun does that. In June 21st, for three days, every day it rises a degree on its axis. Every day the sun rises a degree on its axis Hits June 21st, then stops for three days at that same height. Then drops a degree June 25th. 
Then it goes down all the way, a degree, a degree, a degree, a degree, until it hits the winter solstice, which is December 21st. Does that again for three days, which is where they said that God's son was dead for three days because the sun does not rise a degree on its axis. It's at its lowest point. And then what happens is December 25th, the birth of christ it's the birth of horus it's the birth of osiris it's the birth of everything um so that's cancer leo is the king the ruling planet of leo is actually the sun so whenever you hear in the bible they're saying that um the sun is in the god's son is in his glory or god's son is in his kingdom they're talking about uh leo virgo is a sign of a woman holding a wheat stalk okay and remember before when we said you plant in Taurus? Yes. Well, it's the woman with the wheat stalk. It's the woman with the wheat stalk. So what happens is um, the women would go out and they would harvest the wheat to make the bread. Okay? That's when Virgo is bread season. Virgo is – well, not bread season. But Virgo is, is, is when the wheat's good. So that's when you pick it up. Now, Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. Okay. Jesus is known as the just one. Um, the reason it's the justice is because what happens is it's the fall equinox. Okay. So you picture the equinox and the solstice through the zodiac make the perfect cross. That's the cross of God's son. Okay. In Libra, that's the fall equinox where the sun goes over it and then starts down into its death. Okay. Makes sense so far? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, the Jews always celebrate the new year then. And also Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's judgment. That's why the Jews in Libra always have Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. Okay. Because they're being judged. Mm. Okay. It's all astrology. Then the next sign is Scorpio, who's the scorpion, right? The sign Scorpio. And he's known as the betrayer. And the reason he's the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves two imprints on your hand, wherever it bites you. It leaves an imprint of two lips. That's what it looks like when a scorpion bites you. It fills you with poison. That's the betrayal. It's the kiss and the betrayal. That's where the mafia gets the kiss of death from. Okay? That's where they get it from. Uh, so basically, the sun is judged in Libra. And then it's betrayed in Scorpio, and then it's finally killed in Sagittarius. The bow and the arrow, the guy with the bow and the arrow, he finally kills the sun. The bow and the arrow is interesting because the bow and the arrow uh, transmit, they become the spear in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I'll show you the passage where it comes up to it. We'll get to that. Um, but basically, um, that's that. And then Capricorn is the goat. So if you picture the, the, the Zodiac wheel and Capricorn's at the bottom, he starts at the bottom. So the sun's going up a degree along the Zodiac wheel, and that's the goat trying to climb the mountain. So that's why it's the goat. Okay? So that's the 12 signs. Now, do you have any questions, or do you want to just talk about that for a few minutes before I move on? I just was thinking about um, Libra again, and the judgment is, you know, it's – different things it's judging the sun it's also the jews use it to judge you know for the day of atonement yom kippur right yom kippur have you ever heard the phrase pride comes before the fall mm, i think so 
Can you explain that to me? How 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 a Christian or how somebody would take it literally? What that means? Probably literally. I mean, you know, when you're too prideful, you know, being too prideful, eventually, you know, you fall. I mean, either literally or physically, literally, or you you know, you're you're just knocked down somehow. That's the kind of way I would take it. So remember how we were talking about layers. That's the literal layer. Do you want to know what the underlining is? Sure. It's a completely different meaning within the exact same sentence. Hmm. Do you know what a group of lions is called? A pride. Ah, interesting. A group of lions is called a pride. And lion, that's Leo. And Leo is July, August. That's before the fall. You see how that works, right? Mm-hmm. And it's all this kind of stuff. It's all this kind of stuff. It just gets a little. We're gonna. We're gonna. Um, we're gonna go into longer ones. Mm-hmm. But basically, there's there's another one that I like to give. Another example that I like to give too. It's um, in the book of Micah, which is my namesake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he predicts that the savior will come from a town in Israel. Since you're not religious, I'm not going to ask you which one it is. But the answer is Bethlehem. Right. He predicts that the savior will come from Bethlehem. Bethlehem in Hebrew is two words. It's Bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread, house of bread. Well, I already told you that the house of bread is Virgo with the wheat stalk. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the Savior is going to come from a virgin. You see how that works? Oh, wow, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Why do you think they coded the Bible this way? What was the point of it? They did it to protect to protect the information. Hmm. To protect the information, you have to understand is that the ancients, the ancient Egyptians, they were practicing some very powerful. I mean, the word alchemy, okay, is literally al chem, which is Egyptian knowledge. Okay, chem is K H E M is Egyptian. Um, new new Egyptian studies is called chemitism, chemeticism. I'm sorry, and um, every zodiac sign that comes down they encode it deeper or they dumb it down more because the truth of the matter is is that these books were never meant to be taken literally you know mm-hmm. um everybody knows about the council of nicaea and uh and uh constantine right right well did you know that he unified everything in 325 ad and he made christianity um basically the uniting religion. But did you know that he had a nephew shortly after his death named Julian, the apostate who tried to bring everyone back to sun worship. So the original Christians were known as heliognostics. Okay. Helio means sun. Gnostic means knower, knowers of the sun, sun worshipers. They were sun worshipers. I can give you quotes from, countless places where where they talk about worshiping the sun okay literal christianity was never supposed to take place okay this is something that constantine basically pushed the literal christianity it was always an encoded book and they knew this back then they knew this in the day if the ancients knew we were taking these books literally they'd be beside themselves wow you know so what are the lessons taught in the book that are so important to encode it in the first place? Well, that's the part that's hard to figure out, to be honest with you. Um, you can decode it, but then you don't know. It was just a way to store information. 
you know, because basically the high priests and, and the, the people in the know knew how to read this. And that's basically, that's basically all it was is this was never supposed to filter down to the normal people. And it did now. And what happened is, so what, what basically happened was you had the book, William Tyndale translated the Bible from Latin into English for King Henry. Okay. Then 75 years later or so, uh, King James using much of William Tyndale's information printed the Bible and they had the printing press there too. So they were now able to fully distribute it. So they went from, um, the Bible used to be chained at the pews of the churches and read in Latin because the people were illegit- Ill- illiterate to suddenly you have this printing press and now everybody can, can has access to it. And, um, that's where it basically changed because they had to change tactics. They went, Oh God, we can't, you know, they're, they're, they're reading it now. So they had to push the literal translation as, instead of the metaphysics of it. Mm-hmm. The Bible in itself is mostly based of three things. One is the tarot, which I don't get into. One is astrotheology, which I do. And then the third thing is alchemy. These three things are ancient sciences that make up the basis of the Bible and all the hidden information. Mm-hmm. And then all the numerology in it, um, there's there's that. I don't go heavy into numerology, to be honest with you, too. There's too many interpretations. If I'm using – a lot of people will accuse me of cherry-picking verses or they will tell me um, – yeah, they'll, they'll basically accuse me of cherry-picking verses. But what I'm doing is, if you're if you're a religious person and you're interpreting a text, you have to use something called apologetics, okay? Which basically allows you to break down and understand um, how something could have happened. Like, it explains how in one verse it says, don't do this, and in another verse it says, do this. It explains why. It's basically an explanation. But what I do is I take the 12 signs of the Zodiac well, and the um, 88 constellations, including the 12 signs, and just use that, that alone, to break everything down. I mean, for example, if you're talking about the names of Jesus, see if any of these sound familiar to you. Capricorn's the goat. He's known as the scapegoat of Israel. The man sign Aquarius, he's known as the son of man. Pisces, the two fish, he's known as the fisherman of men. It's also why he could feed the masses with two fish. The ram in Aries, he's known as the Lamb of God. Leo, he's known as the Lion of Judah. The lady holding the stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin and he's called the Bread of Life. Libra, the scale of justice, he's known as the Just One. And he's worshipped on the Sun Day, by the way. Right. At what point in time in history do you think that people didn't realize that the Bible was meant for astrology regions and started taking it literal. At one point, people start taking it literally instead of taking it the way you would say, uh, astrologically. It started with... That's what the Crusades were about. That's what the Crusades were about. It starts starts with Constantine. Mm -hmm. And then it basically ends with the Crusades. 
You got to understand too, is that the slaves coming over, the black slaves that were coming over, um, their slave masters would convert them to Christianity. People don't want to talk about this, but th that's basically what happened. They were allowed to go to church on Sunday, and most of them did. Um, so I started with that, and I'll read you this too. Is, is it, are you familiar with the Roman Catholic catechisms? Is that the places that are underneath the Vatican? Otherwise, no, those are the catacombs. Somebody okay. said that earlier to me today oh, too. It's okay. Then, then I'm not. No, the, the, it's okay. It's okay. The catechisms, they're basically like the amendments to the Bible. It's like, oh, and this, oh, and this. Wow. Catechism 2116. All forms of divination are to be rejected recourse to Satan or demons. Conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, other human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate human hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear that we owe to God alone. So the Catholic Church, I've given you two examples, and I'm going to give you more examples, too, that show basically um, that there is astrology in the Bible, and the Catholic Church is flat out telling you, no, it's evil. You ever met a Catholic person that could tell you their sign without being scared they're going to burn to hell? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I know that many Catholics. <laughs> well, I can go into this too. Revelation 4, 7. Okay, so I gave you an Old Testament verse. I'm going to give you a New Testament verse to show you that both books are the same thing. The first living creature was like a lion. This is Revelation 4, 7. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Right off the bat, I have to tell you this, is that the scorpion is the belly-moving creature. It crawls on its belly. It's the lowest form of life on Earth. Its metaphysical evolved form in astrology is the eagle. Okay, so that's more suppressed information that you wouldn't know if you just read that. But if you do, if you are in the know, you would know. And then what that basically tells you is that sign is Scorpio. So you have Leo the lion, mm -hmm. you have the ox Taurus, you have the face like a man that's Aquarius, and the fourth like a flying eagle, well, that's Scorpio. Okay, remember how I was telling you that the, the solstices and the equinox form the perfect cross? Right. These four signs make an X through the cross. And they're also the fixed signs of the Bible. Have you heard of, of something called fixed signs, mm -hmm. uh, mutable signs, cardinal signs? It's a little deeper astrology, but mm -hmm. basically there's no way these were chosen by accident. Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I'll give so, you another example. Before we go there, you got me curious. Yeah, no, go on, please, go on. You got me curious. What? So what was going on with the Crusades and astrology? What was the point of that then? The Crusades were just basically they would pillage people who weren't who weren't christian right okay and then they would convert them see that's the thing that's how religions used to start that's how they blew up that's how religions got big is by wars and mass things right you can't do that these days and age mm -hmm. because you have science i mean not science you have like you know between podcasts and news cameras and 
Everybody has a cell phone. Everything is instant, instantaneous. Did you see how fast that Bernie meme went around today? Yeah. <laughs> right? Everything happens immediately. You could never pillage a village and convert them to a new religion. It wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the Egyptian times, in, in the age, we went over this before. In Taurus, it was the Egyptians. In Aries, it was the Jews. In Pisces, it was the Christians. We're in a new day and time right now. We're in the age of Aquarius, which is going to be an enlightening age too. But the elites are also going to put us in, it's going to be the age of merging with technology. That's what I think is going to happen. When it's all said and forward and you look back on this. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, even Elon Musk is working on his neural link and basically wants to Mm -hmm. hook it up to your brain. You got got Elon Musk on Joe Rogan talking about how he would tell people, um, please, please, please slow down. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing good can come of this. And he said that his, his pleas were futile. And then look what he's doing now with Neuralink and with sending cars into space. And he's just, now he's the richest guy in the world. He basically just sold his soul. You know, he went on Rogan talking about how this was all evil. And now this is all he's doing. Hmm. All right. So I interrupted you. Where were we going before I went back to the Crusades? We have Revelation 12, Revelation 12, a great sign. of I'm going to paraphrase this one. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet. Another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. A great sign appeared in heaven, the woman clothed with the sun. That's a metaphor for the sun in Virgo. Okay, with the moon under her feet, if the sun's in Virgo, then the moon is directly under her. So it's under her feet. That makes sense. Then another sign appeared in heaven, enormous red dragon with seven heads. You were talking about dragon before. Right. There's the dragon right there. And you know what the thing is? Talking about the constellation Draco, which means dragon. Okay. It's tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. Draco's tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is a third of the stars hmm. out of the zodiac. So there you go, right there. You, all you got you to understand the signs, and then you can just pick this apart. Yeah, that's interesting. Is it true that during the time of Draco and in, in the calendar year, a lot of bad stuff happens? I don't know too much about that. I'm not, I haven't heard that, to be honest. Have you? I thought I've heard something like that. That's kind of why I brought it up. Something about Draco and that right now, I think even right now, we're, uh, are we in the time of Draco? Or the, or the no, time there is the, no, there is no time of Draco. We're in the time of Aquarius. Is there a time where his tail, though, his tail is still, we're still with his tail or no? As you said, uh, it lasted for three months. Are we still on the tail of that? I would have to look it up, to be honest with you. I don't know off the top of my head. Wow. Okay. Well, what are we in right now? We're in, hold on. We're in Pisces. Yeah, I suppose we would be. I suppose we would be. Hmm. 
We're in Aquarius Pisces right now. Yeah, I suppose so. So, but I've been accused of cherry picking verses, you know, and I could say the same thing for religious people. Mm-hmm. Why? But uh, um, I had a great question. I just forgot it. Darn it! Uh, I was gonna say, why do you? Um, oh, here it is. I guess people who go to seminary school now don't even learn this. Maybe at the Catholic school, know. but general. You know, if you go to Baptist seminary or no. whatever Methodist, they're not learning anything. They're just learning. No, you, nobody's nobody's learning this. Mm. Nobody's learning this. Nobody, not in rabbinical school, not in not in not in seminary school. You're not learning this stuff. Mm. You're learning apologetics. That's what you're learning. You're not learning this stuff. This stuff is this stuff is. This is like deep stuff. This stuff is kept from the masses. This is what the Bible truly is. Mm. You know, this isn't, this doesn't just come out into the open. You know, this doesn't do that. I think if you visit, visit the Vatican in Rome, they do have a big Zodiac sign up on the wall somewhere or a painting or something, don't they? Uh... I don't believe so. Not in the Zodiac, but I will tell you this is a church in, in, in Israel, uh, in a town called Megiddo Mm -hmm. where, uh, they found this church and it was actually under a church that was built on top of it. So there's this church built on top of it. They dug down deep and then they found this church. This from the third century AD, which is the oldest church that they found in the area. Okay. And they found this a few years ago. Um, and what they did was in the middle of the, in the middle of the room on the mosaic on the floor was a giant sign of Pisces, the two fish, hmm. you know, so they, they knew this back then mm-hmm. you're talking third century. They knew this. Mm-hmm. It's been just perverted. If you have, when you say you're cherry picking verses, if there maybe are just very few verses, I don't know how many verses you are citing, but why would they bother to write so much extra beyond those verses? Like so much story and so much, I would just say so much. Fluff. Well, it's the same thing. Like I'm an author, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if I, if I write a story where there's things that you need to decode, mm-hmm. the whole thing is not going to be decoded. You know, it's going to have some filler and then it's going to have the meat and the bones of it. You know, it, it, every single line of the Bible is not astrology. Mm-hmm. It might be numerology. It might be re- uh, removed from the ancient uh, Egyptians. That's for sure. For instance, the book, the book of the dead, chapter 125, 12 negative confessions. That's where the Ten Commandments come from. Hmm. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be it. I can give you a much longer verse, if you'd like, that I could show you exactly how this is. Sure. Okay, so have you heard of the book of Job? Yes. Okay, do you know who Job was? Do you know the story of him? I've probably heard it at one time, but honestly, I cannot remember. 
I'll give you a little backstory then real quick because it's important. He was a righteous man. He had an abundance of things, animals, wealth. And Satan came up to God and said, if you start removing his stuff, he will curse you. So they had a bet on it. So he starts losing things, never curses God out. But he cries out to him and he asks him a question. What I'm about to read to you is God's response to Job. Okay. He says, can you lead forth the Maseroth? That's the first line he says. Now, the Maseroth literally means the Zodiac. Hmm. Okay. The Maseroth literally means the Zodiac. Over time, it becomes Mazalot. And over time, I'm sure you've heard this, it becomes Mazel Tov. Yeah. Where Mazel Tov literally means good fortune from the stars. That's what it means. Hmm. Okay. So that always goes back to Maseroth in the book of Job. So the Lord, the Lord's challenge to Job, he says the following, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are pretty obvious astrology, right? Mm-hmm. Just flat out openly saying that, right? Right. Then he says, and here's where, here's where we say it's, it's wide open. Here's where it gets a little, uh, a li- you got to decode a little bit. Okay. Or know your stars, know your know your signs, not your signs, your your stars, and well, and your signs. So he says, "Can you bring forth the constellation in their seasons, or lead out the bear with its cubs?" The constellations are the zodiac above. The bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, the little bear. You've heard of those, right? Right, right. Okay. Who can tip over the water jars of heaven? That's Aquarius. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo. Who provides food for the raven? The constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mariga, M-R-I-G-A, which means deer and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkeys go free? That's a Salus Borealis, meaning donkey, and it's located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Al-Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. That's Sagittarius with the bow and arrow. And remember how I told you it was we were going to mention a spear? Mm-hmm. That's where the spear comes in, right there. Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Can you pull in Levethian with a fish hook? That's Pisces. That's the whole challenge. Back to him. He goes, mm-hmm. do you know what star this is? Do you know what star this is? But it's encoded. You see how it's encoded? Right. Oh, that's interesting. Now, what I was trying to tell you about the spear before, Okay is that there's two important murders in the Bible. Well, there's many, but there's the two most important Bible murders that I could make an argument for would be the first murder, which is Cain and Abel. Okay. And Cain in Hebrew literally means spear. Okay. So the spear kills Abel. And then in the new Testament, uh, Jesus killed with a spear to his side. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So there's that. There's this. Everything's encoded. Hmm, that's very interesting. And the spear was Sagittarius, right? Which is in December. Right. And that's when the sun dies for three days. That's why the death is always... So when they're talking about the death, okay, they're talking about December 21st. So it's always in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. That's the day of death. How was Jesus able to heal the blind? The questions from earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, the sun, okay, the story about Jesus healing the blind is he walked up to a blind man he put his hand on his eyes or his fingers over his eyelids and he was able to say well if you're dark out and the sun comes and it touches your eyes suddenly you can see how he walked on water you ever see the sun and have you ever seen a sunset over a lake right literally just walks on water how he turned water into wine so that's basically The Hebrew word for rain is shemen. We get the word semen from it. Hmm. The reason God is a man is because his sacred fluid comes and impregnates Mother Earth. Hmm. Okay? So April showers bring May flowers during Taurus. It rains in the rainy season. It rains, it rains, it rains. So you start off with the water, and then you get to Libra, and you get the grapes, and then you press them, and you get the wine. That's how you turn the water into the wine. Why he had 12 disciples? That's 12 signs of the Zodiac. And why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas. Well, Judas is Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Why he was dead for three days, we know that. Why is his birthday on December 25th, we know that. Yeah, it's amazing. Do you think maybe just the Bible is a simple book just to teach people the seasons and when to plant and when to do stuff? I would think that would be reasonable. Or a reasonable thing. Well, it's encoded. It's encoded, that's for sure. And again, do we have to say, is it really encoded, or is it they just made a nice story around it? It's truly encoded. Who are they hiding this from, do you think? Because probably 90%... They're hiding this from the masses. Well, even at that time, I would assume that probably 90% of the population didn't even read anyways. Right. So they've got to probably be right. Hiding well, that's it. true. I would assume they're hiding it from people who are still educated. That makes sense too. Yes, absolutely. But you got to remember too, is, is that um, back when people weren't educated and they were reading the Bible, the, the Bible used to be chained to the pews in the church and they would hand out interpretations for the daily passage to the congregation. So you got to remember that. So they, they were involved, but they were told what to think. Right. But I would assume by that time it was all that everybody was just taking it literally anyways. And maybe even the, the people teaching it by that time. Didn't I don't, even everybody, I don't think people were taking, I don't think people were taking the book literally until after Constantine. I thought the book wasn't even put together until Constantine anyways, right? Okay, so it was there. It just wasn't canonized. Like the, They weren't in order. Right. Because my understanding is the Bible basically is a collection of books over about 300 years that they put that they compiled all into one book. Oh, it's book. way more than that. Well, I mean, besides the Old Testament. Way I mean, more than that. Maybe the New Testament, at least, would you say? 
the life of Jesus is recorded over about 300 years. Well, the book of Mark came out 70 AD, and that's the oldest uh, gospel that came out. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at 400 years, yeah, for the New Testament, 325, yeah. Why do you think they left out other books like the Gospel of Thomas and, and others? Well, I've read all those. I've read all those and I've decoded a lot of them too with astrology. Uh, my best guess is, for for example, like the Book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. That was left out of the Bible because it openly talks about astrology. Mm. Wow. Which I could do another episode with you on Enoch. We don't have time right now. Right. But um, that's a whole episode in itself. Because right. I've gone line for line through Enoch, and I found all the astrology in it. Like the Gospel of Mary, the Gospel of Judas, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, all these Gospels, the Gospel of Thomas, they're all, the ones that were left out, they're all astrology-based. Do you think it's possible that they coded all this stuff? So it's kind of like having power, like, and a certain amount of knowledge this astrology knowledge that they just kept within the, you know, this circle of people, even keeping it hidden from educated people within these stories, but they kept something, you know, even just maybe even that long ago, knowing when to plan and not knowing the plan and basically knowing the calendar of the planet was power. Yeah, it was. And that's exactly what I believe it was. That's exactly what I think it is. I think you nailed it. Um, Anytime we get any type of new information, it always tries to be monetized mm-hmm. or it always tries to be kept by a certain few. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a great point. Always going to take advantage. I mean, like even just what brings me to mind is like, you know, just when salt was invaluable. That's interesting, too, because mm-hmm. have you ever heard the story of Lot's wife? Uh-uh. Or maybe not. I don't know. Tell me. So Lot's wife, it's it's the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. Basically, they leave, and they're told not to turn back and look at the destruction. Right. Otherwise, they'll die. And Lot's wife turns back, and she turns into a giant pillar of salt. Hmm. Now, people could take that as she's a giant pillar of salt, but that's – like the word salt comes from – the word salt goes back to the word salary comes from salt because they used to pay people in salt. Hmm. You know, So this giant pile of salt – in that day and age, was like millions of dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, this knowledge. So that's what I take out of that. This knowledge of astrology has to go back even, you know, thousands of years BC. Well, it goes back, it goes back to, um, I've traced it back to 40,000 BC. Um, so the Lascaux Caves in France, they found these caves and they went deep into them and they found all these etchings of animals. Bulls, rams, lions, horses. And then what they did was they brought in an astronomer and they rewound the sky back. First, they carbon dated it to about 40,000 years ago. And then they brought the astronomers in and they basically rewound the clock to what the stars were like. And what they did was they printed it out and they put it over that and boom, you know, the fish were where Pisces is. The horse was where Sagittarius was. The lines were where Leo was. Hmm. So it goes back at least 40,000 years, the knowledge of this knowledge. Mm -hmm. 
because you remember this knowledge also took it with, with their current uh, abilities. This knowledge took thousands and thousands of years to compile. You had to track the stars for an incredibly long time. Today, astrology is mostly used to me to just give people fortune telling. Oh, you're a Pisces. That means that this is your personality or, oh, this month, this is going to happen to right. you. Does right. that have any benefit or or not? Or is really the benefit? No, no it doesn't. It's a, it's a psyop. It's it's used to dumb, like the girls, with the, like the, the teenage girls with their astrology signs. Yeah. It's used to dumb down the true signs. Hmm. Like they put it out in that aspect as a psyop to dumb everything down. This is going to be an interesting podcast. This may push a lot of buttons when they hear that one. It is what it is. Right. You know, I'm look, I'm not telling you if you're religious to stop believing. Right. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to ruin religion for anyone. I'm just trying to say is these this is these are these are describable things that make sense. Mm-hmm. And that has a basis, a very large basis, and history points towards it. So how did you get into all this and start making these conclusions? So I moved to Boston from Long Island with an ex that I'm no longer with um, about nine years ago. And uh, we moved into Boston and we moved into this nice little area and um, didn't really have many friends. We were just brand new there. So what we ended up having to do was just basically we went out to dinner a lot and I just basically sat on the iPad and I just went down rabbit holes and I came across this one guy named Jordan Maxwell, who's like the OG of this stuff. And uh, he basically made a point that the, 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 the um, disciples went to Jesus and they said, where should we find you for a Passover for our next Passover? And he says, Go into town, you'll see a man with a water pitcher. Follow him into his home. And he made the point that, I made two points. Number one is that uh, a man would never be caught dead with a water pitcher. Men never carried water. It was a a very effeminate thing to do. And uh, number two is the man with the water pitcher was Aquarius. So he was telling them to go into the house of Aquarius. Their, Their next Passover dinner will be in Aquarius. So I found that interesting. So I went down that rabbit hole and then I just gobbled up every information that I could. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when I really started really understanding the Zodiac and and, and giving you all the, that I basically uh, keynoted, you know, for you, all the information from the signs that you need to know to decode. And then that's all you take. That's all it takes. And then you could just start decoding. Mm -hmm. So I started doing it myself, and then I decided to write a six books. I, I was I wrote one book, mm-hmm. and then I showed my friends, and they were like, "You have to write a series out of this." So I turned it into three, mm-hmm. and then I pitched three to an agent, and I landed an agent on my second book, and then we pitched the series, and then it took a, a few years actually to land the book deal, but then I ended up with a six book deal. That's amazing, and that's basically where we are now. Book four is coming out. March 15th, I believe the first three books are out. And if you're on Twitter or Facebook, you could find me at Micah Dank. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions, you know, you could friend me, follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to buy them through me, the books through me, instead of uh, giving Bezos some money, then mm-hmm. you can, that's for sure. Uh, we can work something out. 
So that's basically where I'm at. And now I get why the series is called Down the Rabbit. I mean, I think it's it Down the Rabbit Hole. Into the Rabbit Hole. Into the Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Once you said that, you were going down the rabbit hole. Now I understand it. And you mentioned earlier that your books are truth fiction. Can you elaborate on that? What you mean? Yeah. I mean, the, the same way that everyone keeps thinking 1984 is a truth fiction. The same way that anything that Aldous Huxley did, A Brave New World, Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, stuff that was ahead of their times. It was truth and fiction. My storylines are fiction, Mm -hmm. but the information that my characters decode is like stuff from the Bible like this. You know, Mm -hmm. It's very Dan Brownish. My books are very uh, Da Vinci Code-like. Like There's a lot of cryptograms, anagrams. They're all based on this kind of stuff. So there's a lot lot of truth in it. Mm -hmm. And I go into conspiracies too. One of my main characters is a, uh, a conspiracy guy. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a little bit more about the book? Like, who is the main character? What does the main character do and get into all this conspiracy stuff? So my main character's name is Graham Newsden, And Newsden is an anagram for Snowden, hmm. which is who I based my character off of. Oh, wow. And uh, most of my characters and places are known as are, are anagrams. That's why I named my two main characters Graham and Hannah or Hannahgram or Anagram. Hmm. That's why I named them that. So they're mostly anagrams. So the, my main character is a Harvard med student, functioning alcoholic, who's just kind of getting by. He doesn't believe in any conspiracy. His best friend is a conspiracy nut. Hmm. And he basically um, just listens to his rabbit holes the whole time. Then he finds out that his brother's killed. Okay. okay? Or his brother dies. So he has to go to Washington, D.C. to get a medal posthumously from the president because he was a Marine. Mm -hmm. So they go there and then he finds an old email that he hadn't noticed before in his email box. And it's from a random email and it's his brother and he sends him this long, nonsensical email that he can't make out. And he just gets drunk. He's mad and he's upset just because he he misses him. He shows his best friend this and his best friend realizes that it's a it's a zodiac encoded letter so they basically start going down the rabbit hole and then slowly you see the change in graham the main character you see the change in him mm-hmm. as he becomes more and more into these conspiracy theories until it just overtakes him and this series of books is the same character throughout all the books all of them, yes, oh. and it's 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 more than just one character. There's like a solid six. Or, there's like a solid anywhere from four to eight characters that are constant. I hope that it does so so well for you that they make a movie of it. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Well, I'm actually I have a I have a, a publicist right now who pitched it to who's pitching it to the movie studios. Uh, and one of them seems a little interested right now. So I just have to see, we sent him over the, uh, the manuscript. So we're just waiting to hear, cause he was interested in seeing it. So that's a good step in the right direction. Mm. So I'm just waiting to hear. I guess what they do is they take, you know, books, manuscripts like yours, and they kind of chop it up into scripts, movie scripts, right? They've got to kind of condense it. And- well, I already had it chopped up into script. I paid someone on Fiverr to do it. Oh, wow. And I have my first book already turned into a script. So we pitched the script. Oh, awesome. That's amazing. Did you ever think that where you are now, you would be? Like, is this like a, you know, 10 years ago? Not in a million right? years. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Not, not, I just knew that as soon as I found this stuff and information, as soon as I started decoding this stuff, I knew it was my calling. I knew it was what I had to do. Hmm. 
I was driven to do it. I, I'm still driven to do it. Well, that's awesome. Were you ever considering being an author or a writer before any of this? No, no, not at all. But okay. I have an English degree. Okay. So I, uh, I have an English degree. So I've done my fair share of writing essays and, and, and writing short stories, but never thought I would turn into a six book series or six book deal. Like, I mean, what was your life plan before this? Were you, what kind of job did you have or do you have, you know? That- I was in, uh, I was in logistics. I was in logistics, uh, high end logistics. Okay. Um, for like pharmaceutical companies, life-saving medication, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, if you, if these questions are too personal, you don't have to answer them. I'm just curious no, about, about you and your, and your life. Like now that you have this six book deal, I mean, do they pay you up front and you can live off that while you're writing the books or how does that work out? Well, what it is, is basically I, um, I didn't sign, I didn't. It's a royalty-based contract, but I have a very, very generous one. And I basically get a check from my publisher for what books are sold every three months. Hmm. Is that enough to live off of? For now. For now. Well, it's cool. Yeah, because I have quite a few people on my podcast that are authors. And it seems like the majority of them, you know, they kind of will voice that they don't really make that much money off of it. But maybe it's that you have to get a big deal or what? Because I've also heard a long time ago that man, if you can write a book, it's like printing money. It's like a gold mine. So I don't know. I hear. Two I mean, sides. I have a very interesting take on this. Nobody's doing. Nobody's doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. There are people talking astrology, astrotheology. There's not many of us, but there are people talking that. Nobody's writing book series like I am, with that included in it. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. So right? I kind of found a niche. I found a niche. Yeah, I agree. And and what the information you've presented to me is fascinating. I've never heard any of this before. So I think it's pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's great. All right, man. Well, it's about up for my hour. Um, we, we gave people how to find you on Facebook. You're, they're welcome to email you or talk to you, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And they gave you gave. And I do get a lot of people that do that too. Okay. And you did. And if you're interested in buying the books directly from me, Mm -hmm. you could buy the books directly from me. And that's on Facebook, or do you have a website? No, no, that's directly through me. I mean, but do they? But do they? I mean, okay, so they just message you on Facebook and say, "Hey, man, I want to buy your book," and then you you do the transaction. Then we work something out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, All right. Well, you got any other projects that you're working on that you want people to know about? I've got a seventh book in the works, but I haven't really touched that yet. I have an idea for a seventh book. Okay. Do you have all six finished? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So they're done. But they're not they're not released yet though, right? No, they're coming out every three months. Every three months. Okay. All right. Well, do you have one last message that you want to share with us before we go? I would encourage you to buy the books because the books go into it much deeper and they talk about things that you have no idea about. That's pretty much about it. All right. Well, Micah, thank you so much again for joining me. I really appreciate it. This was a very interesting podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I feel like it was too. All right. You have a great evening. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.